Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Judy Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. Here's my favorite quote from Michael Peachy, Vice President of User Design at RingCentral. The rules have changed. What used to work for you as an employee, as a manager, or as an organization isn't going to work anymore. What I appreciate about Michael is that he's a designer, and great designers begin by fully appreciating reality. On today's podcast, we're going to explore the rules that change in your new responsibilities as an organization, a team leader, a hybrid team member who spends their time mostly in the office, and a hybrid team member who spends most of the time at home. If you're remote or if you're on a hybrid team in the office, you need to go out of your way to connect to your team. It's always been an obligation. It's now more crucial for you to take on that responsibility so that you can thrive as you team anywhere. Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I am your co-host, Mitch Simon, on the West Coast, and I've got our lovely co-host on the East Coast, Dr. Virginia Bianco Mathis. Today on the podcast, we have Michael Peachy, Vice President of User Experience at Ring Central. We're excited to have him on the podcast because he's been at the forefront of human-centered design, especially looking at how teams collaborate from anywhere. Michael, welcome. Welcome. Glad to be here. Nice to meet you, Jenny. Yeah, greetings. Great to have you here. So first question we've been asking all of our guests is, so during the last year, what did you learn about yourself personally and what has surprised you the most about yourself? Uh, that's actually a really easy one. I will, I will admit it here. I'll be a little vulnerable. Before the pandemic, I was a everybody's got to be here. Collaboration in person is super important. You know, we would talk to candidates, we'd hire them, we'd say, look, this is a five day in the week job. You know, you got to be in the office, you got to work with uh, the product managers, the other designers, like we're all we're all going to be here. Like I was I was that guy. And uh, then uh, one day, Tuesday in March, uh, everybody got sent home to go work for the next 16 months. And um, it was a remarkable success for, for this global team. We've got about 100 people all over the world. And now they've been spreading out from wherever they used to live to other places. And it has worked very, very smoothly. So that was, that was my big learning. That was the big surprise. Uh, I'll admit it. I was wrong. You know, that is, I appreciate your vulnerability because you run a company which is committed to creating tools for people to not work from their desks. How's that going, Michael? <laughs> it, um, the, the pandemic has, has been a real burden for a lot of people all over the world. Um, you know, for us, it's really accelerated the work that we've had to do and the importance of the work. Um, so, you know, we're, um, we're grateful for that opportunity to serve and to really focus on, on what we're doing. And, um, with that momentum and that motivation that we all feel, um, you know, it's been going great. That's great. No, thank you for that honesty. Um, there's a lot of, uh, managers out there who felt the same way. And, and, and actually, Michael, there's still a lot of managers out there who feel the same way, which is okay. 
pandemic's over, quote unquote, uh, we're all going back in the office and we're going to pretend nothing ever happened. Right. Yep. Right. I've heard that. And there's something there around, I don't know, the unexamined life. Yes. Yeah, there are a number of companies out there that, um, you know, that have announced, you know, everybody's coming back to the office. If you want to keep your job, you got to come back in, you know, banks in New York, manufacturing companies, people all over the place. Um, and I, I've got to say from talking to our customers and from our perspective, uh, you know, there is no going back. And December 2019 is, is gone. It's in the rearview mirror. We've got to look forward. And in the future is this hybrid workspace where some people on the team are going to be in the office and some people are going to be remote. And uh, from where we sit, that's a much, much bigger challenge than the, the work from home was 16 months ago back in uh, March 2020. Right. Right. Which leads exactly. me to my next question, uh, because, you know, it's because of guys like you um, who have built products. So, you know, if you if you actually I was I was going to the Internet to look at an ad that Ring Central had in 2019. You know, Ring Central had products to support people actually, you know, working from home almost for forever. What I want to ask then is is why are these collaboration tools so I mean they were important back then but but why are they so important right now? I think that um, what's really changed in terms of of how Ring Central looks at our products you know, in December 2019, what we mostly pictured and what we were mostly designing for were people who were collaborating at a distance, but really from the office in Brisbane, California, to the office in Chicago, or the office in Chicago to the office in Paris. And it was very much about that kind of work collaboration um, between you and your customers that might be someplace else. Um, but um, you know, a lot of the products were about how those two offices collaborated or individuals in those offices collaborated. And it was less about what happens when everybody's all by themselves collaborating into some sort of central location. So that's changed a lot of, of how we think, how we design, how we serve our customers. Okay, great. Well, um, we wanted to really take a human-centered design approach. We, we had one guest um, who talked a lot about Hannah Burson, who talked a lot about human centered design. And I was so mm -hmm. excited when we were introduced to you. Um, so can you help our audience, um, not get, not just get through hybrid, but actually thrive through having us get like an insight in, in how you look at, um, these current problems and how does your team get their ideas on how to look, look at the current situation and, and how to solve the current problems, um, such that, you know, we can get a better appreciation of what types of tools we should be looking for. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got the, the blessing of access to a lot of customers and a lot of people who are trying to solve these problems. Uh, and there, there is no playbook. You know, it's not like there's a, you know, you could go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and get a book on how to thrive in hybrid. Um, so there's a, a lot of experimenting, a lot of making it up as, as everybody goes along. Um, and clearly we're tracking all of those various experiments. We think about how we connect when you talk about that human centered design on three levels. You know, we serve three broad audiences. There's organizations, right? Like, you know, Mary's widget co is competing against Bob's widget co out there. And we obviously want our customers to, to outcompete their, their competitors. So how does an organization thrive in a world of hybrid? So we spend a lot of time talking to business owners. Uh, the, the next piece are leaders. 
there are team leaders out there that are all trying to be successful. They're all trying to, to run their teams and deliver the best they can and be competitive in, in their company environment, get the promotion and thrive. And then the third one are the, the individuals who are competing. Um, everybody's trying to do well in their career. They're trying to grow. And, and this hybrid space, this work from anywhere, it's a challenge because it's difficult for people to build relationships when you're not in the office. And this is particularly true for, for a lot of the new entrants into the job market. They've got a, you know, it's, it's hard enough to be new in the job market. Now try and doing it from your living room. Right. So why don't, why don't we take a bottoms up approach then? And if you could share with us, um, bottoms up, I mean, by instead of organization, team leader, individual, let's start from individual. What, what advice um, would you give a, an individual? And, and I wanted to break it up into two ways. So there's the individual who's on a hybrid team who's most of the time not in the office. Mm-hmm. And then there's the individual on the hybrid team who's most of the time in the office. So why don't we start with the furthest out? Mm-hmm. Um, what type of um, insights and advice would you give that person who is really um, disconnected physically from the office? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, the main thing that I think everybody knows, but it's worth saying, is that in, in a work environment, most people don't get stuff done all by themselves. You know, sure, a novelist like Stephen King can go to a cabin in the woods with a, with a manual typewriter and bang out a novel in a month, uh, but most of us have to work with other people. Um, that collaboration is important in getting stuff done. Uh, what's really interesting in our research is we look at individuals, um, and it's not surprising when you say it out loud, Nobody wants to do meetings. Nobody even really wants to collaborate. They want to get stuff done. And probably the best way to do that is communicating with other people. The thing that people are really hungry for is that social and emotional connection. So when you're the one who's remote, let's start farthest away. Um, I really want you to think about how are you nurturing yourself? How are you nurturing your relationships with the other remote people, and then importantly, with your team that's going to be in the office. So if you're remote, you're staying home to take care of a parent or a child, or you just live too far away from the office, or, you know, you just want to take advantage of the fact that you don't want to commute, you've really got to work hard to build those relationships because you need the information that comes back and forth. But even more importantly is you need that social nurturing, that emotional nurturing. One of the things that a lot of people have learned, and we've seen this in the research that we've done, um, is the importance of those work relationships. Before the pandemic, you know, I don't think a lot of people were walking around saying, I am so grateful for the work relationships that I've got. No, not like, at all. I love the people that I work with. I need them to thrive. What people learned is, oh, my goodness, I really actually do need those people that I work with. They're an important part of my social and emotional system. So build those relationships when you're remote, you know, specifically like be on time to meetings, turn on your camera, make sure you say hi to people when they come into the to the room, stay engaged, you know, don't get talked over by the people who are on site, you know, be there, contribute, be present Um, in ring central's. Uh, world, we believe very much in the integration of communications. So our applications take your messaging, right? The texts that you send back and forth to people that are asynchronous, right? Like I send you a message, you know, we're setting up this podcast, right? Like here's something. And then you reply when you feel like it. And I reply when I feel like it. And we do that asynchronous communication. 
But at some point, we decided, hey, wait, we need to actually talk in real time, in, in, in person, right? So Mitch, you and I were able to jump into a video chat to set up for this. And then after that video chat, we went back to the messaging, right? You sent me a list of questions. I responded, said I was excited, right? In and out of those things is really important for the, for the remote people to make sure that you're using all of your channels. Okay. I want to, I want to share something that you just said, which was, which was really controversial and I love it. Um, because, because what we're hearing is this, what we're hearing is, you know what, employer, I want to work at home. And I'm going to work at home and you're going to take care of me at home. But what you're saying, Michael, or what I'm hearing you say is, you know what? So remote employee, you know, you work for a great company that's going to let you be remote. But here's the deal, remote employee. You probably need to work harder to make those connections. Um, you, you, have a, you have a higher responsibility um, than the guy who or the gal who's actually going to come to the office a lot. Is that what you're saying? Um, actually, I'm, everybody's got a higher responsibility. Yeah, okay. When we start right. talking about that's the leaders, right. when we talk, start talking about the people who are in the office, they've got some new responsibilities too because the rules have changed. Mm -hmm. yeah. What used to work for you as an employee or as a manager or as an organization isn't going to work anymore. So you mentioned those, those uh, organizations that are saying everybody's coming back. The organizations out there saying that, hey, if you moved out of town to a place where it's cheaper, I'm not going to pay you as much. I'm not going to mm -hmm. pay you your New York salary if you're living in Tulsa because it's cheaper there. It's not fair somehow. Uh, I, I'll tell you that every time I hear about one of those companies, what I want to do is go short their stock, yeah. buy up their competitors, yeah. because they, I do not believe, are going to thrive because people have a choice. The bell's been rung. So the, the promise of this hybrid is that if I want to live in the mountains because my kids ski at a, at a top tier level, I've got one of my designers. He's got two boys on the national team. Remote hit. They went last summer to Mount Hood and lived on Mount Hood so the two boys could ski all day. Yep. Right. He's not going to go work for a company that says you must be in the office anymore because he's tasted it exactly. and it worked for him. So a great designer like that is going to be available to a firm that's figured out how to do hybrid. They're going to get better employees and they're going to outcompete their peers. And, and that's what I think. I'm sorry. One thing is, that's what I would say is one of the things I'm hearing you as a designer, as a designer, and I'm not a designer. Maybe I am, you know, in my spare time. But what you do is it seems like you actually appreciate reality and you design from that. Whereas I think a lot of these companies that you're going to be shorting are not appreciating reality and are designing from 2014. Exactly. Right. And these companies that are saying you have to be back in your seats. Who are they going to be hiring next? They have a more right? pool and, to hire from right. if they're and, only looking at people who are going to be back in their seats. You know, it's the same challenge is why diversity is important in an organization. You know, if you only hire people that look and talk like you do, you're missing out on talent that's out there. And, you know, again, diversity, work from anywhere. There's a social justice piece to that. But for me, the more important piece is the economic advantage that's out there. 
because that is what I think is going to drive organizations to eventually realize that they've got to do the right thing. Because if they don't, they're, they're not going to be the haves. They're going to be the have nots. Yeah. Great stuff. So what I'm understanding is like, you know, we're really talking about the new rules for remote. And I think one of the new rules for that individual who's, you know, in the log cabin on Mount hood skiing in July, what a lucky person. <laughs> I didn't say that word. Um, is that, um, is that, you know, he or she must really make much more of an effort to connect to the rest of the company. So let's go next to um, what would be the new rules for remote? You're on a hybrid team and you are one of those people who, um, you know, has chosen to be in the office a lot. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we've seen that, you know, again, surprisingly, once things started opening up, um, we've seen people in our customers. I've seen it on my own team. There are people who can't wait to get back into the office. Right? They're tired of working at the kitchen table. They're, they're, they're tired of the leaf blowers. They're, they can't concentrate there. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, so I've got people, as soon as we started the return to work pilot, we're like, me, 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 pick me. So they could come into to the office and work. So they're all here in the office, that group. So now let's just take a hypothetical team of eight designers that are working on a project, you know, working on our video conferencing product or something. We got four in the office, we got four at home. How do the four in the office be more successful? And the main answer to that is they need to figure out how they are a team of eight and they're a player on a team of eight, not just on a team of four. Mm-hmm. Because whether it's design or accounting or marketing or finance or operations or whatever, you're not as smart by yourself as you are with a group of people. And the, the broader that group of people, the smarter you're going to be, the more you're going to thrive, the more likely you're going to be the one that learns something new that gets on the good project. So the people in the building need to be really active and intentional in how they include the people who are remote. Can you know win? Can you give us some suggestions there? Because I'm sure Ginny um, and maybe Michael, uh, I know um, I remember reading the Harvard, Harvard Business Review article that basically said, um, I think it was maybe 16 feet or something or 60 feet, that if you were, if you were not within 60 feet from a coworker, it was almost as if that person at like 65, 70 feet could have been in like, you know, in Madagascar. So what are, what are the, some of the things that, Michael, that you would suggest to hybrid team members who are on that, you know, in that group of four that's at the office to really connect to the entire, the entirety of the group of eight. Mm -hmm. So um, like the people who are remote need to be intentional and put some effort into being connected. The people who are on site need to do the same thing and they need to work hard to not become an Island of four. So if you're going to have a meeting and a discussion with people, You need to have the setup and the creation of the agenda and why are we having this meeting in the the messaging because the person at home can go feed the cat and come back and read the message or they can go feed the baby and come back and deal with the message. They're going to understand what the meeting's about. You're going to negotiate an agenda amongst the eight of you that everybody's on board and engaged with. Then when you have the meeting, you in the office don't stand there with your back to the camera and the speakerphone with your three buddies writing on the whiteboard, right? right Sit right. down at the table in front of your laptop in the same video meeting that everybody else is in. Exactly. Don't use the whiteboard. Use a product like Miro. 
that allows you to, to collaborate remotely where everybody's on a level playing field. And then the number one thing is when the meeting's over, right? The big hand gets up to the 12. Everybody says, okay, great. The meeting was good. Don't have more meeting. Right? That's the dangerous part. When, when the four of you in the office then go off down your own path and nobody else is there. There you go. Follow up using the messaging so that everybody's part of it. Um, so yeah, you got you got responsibilities even if you're on site. You don't get to coast. Okay, so let's get to the let's get to the whew, we go up the scale. Now I got a team leader. I'm the team leader and I'm and I'm let's say I'm Mr. or Mrs. Nine. I got mm. my four peeps at work and I got my four peeps at Mount Hood or Mount Whatever. Um, what advice would you give that leader? I would say the, the number one thing to be thinking about is how do I get a hundred percent out of all eight people? Because, you know, and again, to put things in sort of very Darwinian terms, that leader of that team, she's competing against all the other leaders in the organization running similar teams for the next promotion to get on, like, you know, the big Smith project or whatever it is that, that people are trying to do in an organization to grow in advance. And if she is getting a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred out of all of her people, she's got a team that's firing on all cylinders versus somebody else who's only getting 50% out of the remote people because they're coming into the meetings late. They got their camera off. They're multitasking. They just put it on mute and they're washing their laundry or something. Right. Those leaders need to get the most out of their teams. And how do you do that? It's about the connecting. So, you know, we use these words collaborate and connect. And they're not the same thing. And, and I want to tease them apart for the audience a little bit. because I will say something a little controversial, which is collaboration doesn't matter. Connecting matters. If you connect, you will automatically collaborate. And if you're collaborating, you're going to get stuff done. So don't worry about getting stuff done. The world of I need to see everybody and make sure they're all busy doing stuff, which is about activity, not outcomes, is turned into a world about outcomes. And I'll tell my team, like, if you got a magic leprechaun that lives under your desk and does your job for you all day long, I don't care. As long as you're delivering the outcomes, feed the leprechaun. Take care of them like that. That's really good. So what are those outcomes there? If you're connecting as a leader with your team, you know, hi, Jenny, it's really good to see you. I'm glad you're here in the meeting. Right? Watch your little Brady Bunch set of squares while you're in the meeting. And nine's a perfect number, right? You got a three by three. That's grid right. All, all teams. So this is Michael's advice. All teams need to be nine. I okay. love it. Yeah. Nine or 16 or something that divides evenly into a rectangle. Right? You know, so. Our team leader is watching her team there and she sees that somebody remote is not contributing. Reach out, draw them into the conversation. What are their ideas? Because just like in the real world, when everybody was together, some people are super comfortable launching into the conversation, interrupting each other, and they tend to be white middle-aged men. And some people are not as comfortable, but they've got the ideas. If our leader can draw those ideas out, particularly from the remote people and get them engaged in the conversation, by noticing that they're not, now they're more effective. If that leader can give her team the right tools to collaborate so that they're able to, to, to do that connecting with each other, they're going to do well. So just to tease that out a little bit, 
Um, and I love, I love the, the controversial statement. Collaboration doesn't matter. And you still didn't get fired. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but connection matters. I guess what you're saying is um, in a team meeting, let's say in the team meeting of the Brady Bunch, the leader is just really particularly focused on people's interests, people's, um, people's contribution. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that the leader should be paying particular interest to such that he or she is building connectivity? So, it, making sure everybody's engaged, communicating with them, making sure they've got the right tools and that they're using those tools well, mm-hmm. looking to see if you're not getting your most out of somebody okay. you know, or if somebody else is, is stepping on it. And it doesn't have to be only the leaders. So we've got a best practice that we've started uh, that I actually stole from one of my kids' middle school teachers. Yeah. Um, when we have a meeting where there are people who are on site and people are remote, particularly a larger one, where there might be a dozen people, 15 people in that, in that conversation, um, we have a specific person on the team who's on site, whose job it is in that meeting to make sure that the remote people are engaged. So she's the one that's watching the screen and seeing somebody going, and it's like, James, you've got something to add. She can interrupt that kind of high bandwidth, high excitement, real-time conversation that's happening in the room and advocate for the people who are remote. And with that, it keep, what we've learned is that keeps the people engaged, the remote ones engaged. If you're going to get asked a question, you're going to stay engaged. You're not going to be reading your email. If you know that your input is valued, you're going to stay engaged. You're going to participate. And then everybody's there and you get the maximum value. Yeah, I love that. I, I know that um, we've had John Chen on and he really talked about utilizing really simple tools just to make yeah. sure that um, people are, you know, are contributing. One of one of his was was to change someone's name every time they say something. So your name is Michael and then Michael says something. Now it's Michael Star mm-hmm. or Michael Two Stars, um, as well as to really connect is to always have questions. So your team knows that pretty much every minute or two a question's coming you better be ready for it. I love that. Okay, great. So next, let's go highest up in the org, you know, in the org, the org. I don't know what the org is, but um, I would love to get your advice on what should the org, those space aliens who run the, the company, what should they be considering or experimenting with to, um, to really appreciate uh, and get leverage in this new, um, in this new world of hybrid. Sure. So a couple of thoughts there. You know, first off, the organization might be a team or a division inside a larger company, or it might be a, you know, a whole small business is, is the org. Um, a couple of thoughts on there. One is make sure that your teams have got the tools that they need. Don't just let people haphazardly figure, okay, we're going to use this and we're going to use that and we're not going to use anything and we're going to make everybody come on site. They've got to have the tools. Um, there are a lot of great tools out there. I'm, I'm a particular fan of the ones we've been designing, um, uh, especially in that, that seamless way that you can move from messaging to phone to video to a screen share. Um, really helps with a lot of that collaboration. The other thing that we've seen in our research is the idea of these champions of connected culture. So Ring Central did a study across a bunch of our, our customers talking to organizations and the people who work there and trying to understand who's engaged and who's not is self-reported by employees. And employees are pretty good at telling you like, yeah, I'm just not that engaged or like, yeah, I'm super fired up. Um, 
what we saw is that organizations that had these connected cultures, the employees in those organizations self-reported being more engaged, more productive, getting more done, being happier than the organizations that didn't have cultures that were described as connected, you know, where, where, the, where the people were able to connect. So we dug a little deeper and said, well, how do you become a connected culture? Is that just, you know, magic or a roll of the dice? What we saw this theme running across these connected organizations, that there were, there were individuals in there who took it upon themselves back in the spring of 2020 to become these champions of connected culture. These were the people on the team who said, we need a happy hour on Friday afternoon. These are the people that would go and bring people into the conversation, whether it was their job or not. The ones that had those strong soft skills, you know, we've always known the soft skills are important. I think the pandemic really showed us that they matter a lot. So from an organization standpoint, you know, if you're, if you're the VP, you're the CEO, look in your organization and see who's doing that connected culture kind of stuff and elevate them, recognize them. You know, celebrate what they're doing, because when you, the leader, pay attention to that, everybody else is. And it's it's nature, right? The CEO says, this team's doing really good. I really like what Martha's been doing with X, Y, and Z. A bunch of other people are going to go, huh, you know, I'd like the CEO to say that about me. I'm going to go copy what Martha's doing. And now everybody starts to lift up a little bit. And you as the CEO, your company's now going to win. Great. Great. I love the, 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 the fact that you use Martha because it's such a popular name these days. Okay. So <laughs> just, it's Friday. We should do all of our tapings on Friday. Lily is another good one. Lily is a good name. Too. <laughs> Lily was the CEO. So I want to, um, um, before we close, um, which will be, we're, we're getting to the end, is, okay, you've got to share with us some of your favorite features of Ring Central. Because when I, when I met you, I heard that you have my favorite feature, which is breakout rooms. Like if it were not for breakout rooms and Zoom, I would be on the street right now. Uh, but I've built my whole business on breakout rooms and I haven't seen any other product have breakout rooms. So does Ring Central have breakout rooms? And also, are there any other favorite features that you love about Ring Central? So first to reassure you, we've got breakout rooms. They're in customer beta now and they will launch to uh, Ring Central customers in early September. So uh, a little bit of a ways away. Okay. A um, couple more weeks, you got to wait. But uh, yeah. we wanted to make sure that it was good and that it worked, uh, that they would be a way to facilitate connection, not just a feature in the, right. in the product. Right, right. So breakout yes. rooms, big fan. Um, I would have to say my two favorite features in, in the product, one we've had for, we launched at the beginning of the pandemic, and the other has been launched more recently, Um the, the one at the beginning of pandemic is the ability to move a meeting from any one of my devices to any one of my other devices with a tap. So when I'm sitting at my desk at home and the I told you I'm, I'm in the office today because they're jackhammering the street, the jackhammering starts and I'm, oh, no, I got to go. I'm going to go out to the back deck. Right? I can pick up my phone, open up the Ring Central app, and there's a little banner in there that says, do you want to move your meeting to this device? Like, cool. Oh. No passwords, no sign-in, no URLs, nothing. I am just in that meeting on my phone. Nobody else even knows that I changed. Nice. Or I start the meeting in my car. I go and I sit down at my desk and I do the same thing. Pop, 
meetings right there on my desktop. I'm using my headphones, my microphone, smooth and seamless. But my favorite one is the huddle room. Okay, tell us about that. Huddle room recreates the best part of being together in the office. So when you're in the office and you got a team of people you're working with, and you know, for us in the design team, we got our little war rooms and design studios and people go in there and do stuff. You know, and you're going to go get your second cup of coffee and you walk by one of these rooms, you see three people in there talking about something and you're on the same team, the same project. wonder what they're talking about. And you can stop in and say hi and go like, ah, that's really interesting. I got some thoughts on that. Or no, I'm not really interested in what you're doing and go about your life. Or even just seeing those people in there doing stuff, you see some activity. What if in your messaging app, when you have all your little teams, I got, you know, the Smith project team and I got the plan, the offsite team, whatever they are. Anytime any group of people that are in that team want to get together and talk about something, they don't schedule a meeting. They don't send out an invite link. They just push a button and they're in a meeting. So the two of us are chit-chatting. I'm like, you know what, Mitch, let's talk about that together. And then Virginia comes by. She sees that we're in there and go, I wonder what Mitch and Michael are talking about. And she can just drop in real time. No friction, no muss, no fuss. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's so cool because it really, that really can equalize the four people at work and the four people. Mm-hmm. On oh, that is fabulous. So you, you've nailed it, right? So when my three people are in the office are going to get together and do something, Our best practice is don't go into the room, go into the huddle room because then somebody else can join you. It's almost like uh, the, uh, the leader who always says, well, I have an open door policy. Well, you know, if you did, then tell us what's going on in there. I like that. (laughs) If I'm in a hundred teams, I've got a hundred open doors. Yeah. 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 I like that. All right. Before we close, I just have this, this inkling and I really, I haven't read, I haven't, um, you know, scourged the, the internet, but do you have any unique hobbies? <laughs> well, I got four kids, so that's a unique that's hobby. Unique. Oh yeah. Um, I would say that the, the thing that I do outside of work the most is kite surfing out here in kite the Bay surf. Area. Oh, do you? Amazing wind and amazing spots out on the Bay. Um, so from beginning of April to the end of October, I'm kite surfing on the Bay. And then now that we can travel again this winter, I'll be going down to Mexico and kite surfing down there. So that's probably my favorite. Oh, that is. And I have been so unusually quiet this whole the whole time because I'm just sitting here absorbing. Yeah. Just learning. Thank you. This has been yeah. incredible. It's been great. Michael, this has been really great. Um, thank the gods who brought you to us. Um, okay. How can our listeners find you and get into your huddle room? <laughs> well, you can get into the huddle room by going to ringcentral.com and getting yourself some free product. Um, if you want some of the additional features, you can always pay for it, which is, you know, that's nice too. My kids yeah. appreciate that. Uh, but we've got a uh, free unlimited meetings and messaging products for anybody that's out there. We've been doing that ever since COVID started. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on LinkedIn, Michael Peachy, P-E-A-C-H-E-Y. Um, and, uh, Drop me a note, connect, let me know what uh, your thoughts are. You know, got to realize every thought I've got in my head that I've shared with you started out in somebody else's brain once. So the more we connect, the better we all do. Great. Well, Michael, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Uh, you know, I really want to title this, you know, the new roles for remote because you really have um, given us some insight there. Uh, got to love designers, right? Jenny, they just think That's- differently. God. Love it. All right. So 
I think we've had a good time today. Um, we want to thank you, Michael. We want to thank you, uh, Ginny. Um, we want to thank our listeners. And if you've loved this this episode, which is, I think, one of our best, absolutely, please share this. Uh, please uh, give us some uh, reviews um, about this episode. Share this with uh, with your friends and colleagues. And we'll see you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>